The Secrets of Star Wars is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars, and you're listening to the Secrets of Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars. Hello there. It's a power that Jedi have that lets them control people and make things float. Impressive. Every word in that sense was wrong. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I find your lack of faith disturbing. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. That's not how the Force works. Force is with me, and I am with the Force. And I fear nothing. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Hi, everybody. You're listening to The Secrets of Star Wars, Episode 113, where we are going to be veering off from our normal uh, recording of talking about Star Wars that's actually written and produced for the screen. Uh, And following up on last uh, episode, we're going to actually play the characters that we've created in the Star Systems uh, RPG system, which is based on Burning Wheel. And I am super stoked. I cannot tell you guys how excited I am. And to, to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do things out of order because I want to make sure that we thank our patrons because our patrons make everything we do possible. And the fact that I can nerd out with these guys and play an <laughs> RPG on a podcast, I have tremendous thanks for uh, these particular patrons who are supporting this one this week. Uh, we got Nancy M, James B, Edward R, Derek M, and Steve H. And thank you guys for all, all that you do to support uh, StarQuest and all the great shows that we have and for letting us get away with stuff like this because it, it's super fun and super awesome. Um, so if you, if you don't know what we're doing, we are playing a tabletop role-playing game this week. Uh, last episode, we uh, Father Andrew and I sat down and we made his character, who was a chess pilot. He's evolved a little bit since then, which is uh, really neat. Uh, so we've talked about some of the beliefs that these characters have and what they're doing. We're going to get to introducing all of that. I want to give a brief explanation uh, for what a, an RPG is and how it works. But before I do that, I want to introduce everybody who's on the panel tonight. So we'll start off with Father Andrew. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. I feel like I'm in over my depths, but this is going to be super exciting. <laughs> no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Andrew Hermes, thanks for joining. Father, you're not alone in that sentiment, <laughs> but uh, I am very, very excited for this. Thank you. All right. And Mike Creevy, thanks for joining as well. Oh, guys, I've never been more ready in my life. I'm also a terrible liar. So no, I'm <laughs> uh, we're all on the same page. Well, excited, though, to join the story. I, I, I love it. You guys don't know this is about me. I am uh, an evangelist for tabletop role playing games. I love <laughs> tabletop role playing games. I love playing them with people who've never played before. So the fact that none of you guys have, have really done it uh, before is awesome. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think you've yeah. come up with some great characters. And I've got an interesting story uh, that I would like to tell as we go through. So if you've never played a tabletop role-playing game before, basically what it is, is a storytelling game. And you'll see a lot of times dice are associated with the the storytelling game. And, and the one that everybody knows is Dungeons and Dragons. And so there's all these weird dice that go along with Dungeons and Dragons. And what happens is you tell a story and the way that you agree on what happens in the story is that you say what you're going to do. And then you have a set of stats that your character has 
from their past, from having written up, having looked through massive lists. Uh, and I know the guys uh, guys can attest that it. it took a little while for us to get this done. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's a lot worse when it's Dungeons and Dragons or especially Pathfinder. There there there's a lot of list looking in those. Uh, so you look through these lists, you figure out the skills that your character has, you kind of make a story that goes along with it, and then you tell what your character wants to do based on those skills and you roll some dice to determine it in random chance. Uh, and the reason for that is because we can just tell a story and go back and forth and tell a story. But if we get to the point where we disagree and butt heads about what happens, you know, I want my character to be super awesome and do everything and, and win, right? Then there needs to be some moderator for that. And the moderator in our case is just the dice rolls. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the dice rolls and how we build the dice rolls and how that works out. Um, and you'll see that as we go through that, it also tells some of the story, too. So it gets the the characters involved with each other. The role that I am playing is I am going to be the game master. So I am I've put together kind of the scenario. I know a lot of behind the scenes information that these guys don't know. And as we go through the game, they'll have it revealed to them and have to make decisions about how to deal with it. So I'm playing all the bad guys. I'm playing a, a few of the uh, unnamed or uh, minor character good guys, if you want to think about it that way. And they're playing the three main characters. So we'll get to introducing them in a minute once we get the game actually started. So I just want to ask before we get started uh, really quickly, how'd you guys feel about the character creation process? Daunting, but a lot of fun. Uh, okay. It <laughs> For me, it was... I've always wanted to kind of like, I guess I wish I was a writer, but I'm totally not. So this is sort of like a way that I can sort of get into that realm of things because the things that you have to think about is way more than just, Oh, I want to be a cool chess player. This is like, no, I need to think about where he came from, what his beliefs are, you know, what his goals are. Um, and then even like you and I were discussing just kind of like where I want the character to go. And so mm -hmm. he's not just a reflection of me, but it's a reflection of a story that I want to tell. And that I find really interesting. Um, the initial creation was kind of daunting, but but not in a bad way. It's just there's there's mm -hmm. a lot there. And so it really kind of gives me a greater appreciation for for authors and storytellers in general, for sure. Definitely. Well, I, 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 I dabble. I think I have a, a, a decent talent for writing. But but um, what I really enjoy about it is how, it, you know, if you do it well, how you really enter into the skin of this this person how it's 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 funny it's i think what tolkien called sub creation right but this idea that you sometimes you you surprise yourself mm -hmm. you know when yeah, you're setting definitely. up to do this so that's that's even in something like this where you know we weren't you know we we all we're all working guys with lots of responsibilities and stuff so like it wasn't like i was able to spend a whole lot of like dedicated time to it but the time i did it was fun kind of just getting to to kind of know this character even just a little bit like i feel like i'm mm -hmm. still getting to know him and there were a few mm -hmm. things that surprised me i was like oh, oh yeah. yeah that's that's what he's like and yep. including one just before we started that we'll get to later there you go all <laughs> right good deal yeah it was it was yeah it was surprising like you know starting from a blank slate like oh gosh like what like there's so many possibilities obviously you know you, you would think doing a star wars role-playing game it kind of you know limits or or gives you sort of a starting point but like obviously star wars is so uh expansive and and what kind of uh characters and and different types of species and planets they can be from so just just you know we'll get into our characters but like just starting from like 
some random funny looking uh species and then just going in to the like the into the lore uh was was pretty fun um the the whole the but like you know like mike and and father uh mentioned like it it is a daunting task like trying to get into the 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 nitty gritty of like oh the skill you know getting into the skills and the the traits <laughs> and of your character all the technical stuff needed for the gameplay but as far as like um you know the creative aspect uh, of it and and what the beliefs and of the character and all that 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 was really a lot of fun yeah. And you guys, you guys will see why that, I mean, the skill stuff is complicated, but it, it makes a lot of sense. So, uh, it, it helps drive the story along. And one of the things I really like about this particular RPG that we're playing is that failure doesn't mean you just flat out fail. Failure means you, you might succeed, but there's something wrong with the way you succeeded. There's a complication that's introduced. And so, uh, we'll get started, uh, with those and we'll talk about the way it works a little bit as we go through. So uh, just to explain to the to the listeners, uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be rolling pools of dice. So we're going to have uh, just regular D6s. And what ends up happening is they all of the characters have a stat, uh, a, a skill or a stat that goes with whatever they're doing. And they have an exponent for that or a rank for that uh, particular skill or stat. And so if they have a rank of three, for example, that means that they roll three dice. And when they roll the dice, if the dice comes up four, five, or six, that's a success. If the dice comes up one, two, or three, that's a traitor, which means that it doesn't count towards your successes. So if you get, uh, if you get uh, a, a set of rolls that has a one, a four, a six, and a three, you have two successes. And so you have met an objective of two in that case. So we'll talk a little bit about how to modify the roles as we go through. And that's going to be kind of our first step is talking through one of these examples. And it'll give a, a great uh, viewport into how the game works and how you guys are going to help each other out and work together uh, to get stuff going. But I want to set the stage because I just want to, I want to dive in and we'll, we'll talk about a lot of this stuff as we go through. Um, the, the only other thing that I want to really uh, put out there before we get started is that I've given each of the characters uh, a certain number of Artha points, which are kind of the the points that allow them to go above and beyond the regular. And I want to explain to the guys how these work because I gave them just before this, and I didn't we didn't talk a lot about it mechanically, but it's going to come into play. So there are two types of points that they've been given. They've been given two fate points and two persona points, and uh, these are earned in game by engaging with your beliefs or your. Uh, with your intuitions. So uh, your, your beliefs by advancing your beliefs or completing your beliefs, you get either a fate point or a persona point. So a fate point is you've engaged with the belief. A persona point is you've completed the belief or you've done something very serious towards the advancing of your belief. That's how you gain them in game. Now to spend them, what you do is this on any die roll, you can spend one fate point to uh, use luck. And what that does is any of the sixes that you roll become what's called open-ended, which means that if you roll and you get a six, you get to re-roll that six. And so if, if you roll another six, you get to roll again. If you roll another six, you get to roll again. But that will continue to add to your successes possibly in your rolls. So it's luck is a, you know, it's fickle. So you might roll, you might get a six and then roll a two and it, luck just wasn't on your side in that case, right? Uh, or you might not get any sixes, but you have to declare it before your roll. So you have to say, I'm spending a fate point on this roll because I want to make sure 
that I have a better chance of succeeding. Uh, the other way you can spend a fate point is to shrug off damage. So if you take damage in the game because you guys get in a firefight and your character's wounded and he's got a penalty to the actions that he's taking, you can shrug off the damage with a fate point, which means that you're just kind of, you know, gritting it and stepping up to the plate and really pushing yourself beyond what you're able to do. Now, the other types, uh, the other type of points that you have is persona points. So you can do two things with your persona points as well. You can use them as a boon, which you can use up to three persona points on a single roll. And each one that you use gives you a bonus die. So if you would normally roll uh, four dice, you can say, I'm going to use a persona point on this to get a boon and I'm going to roll five dice instead. And so that's just it gives you a straight up extra die to, to the roll. Or you can grit your teeth with a with a, a persona point which means that you can same thing you got a penalty to you from from the damage you can temporarily just completely ignore it so not only not only are you just going above and beyond and and kind of getting an extra die on your on your rolls with that wound but you are just ignoring the 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 injury and you're just gritting your teeth and, and pushing through it and so as those come up, we'll deal with them. I'm not sure if you're going to get damaged, but you could. There, could. there definitely could be a situation in which you fight and you have to bear through the pain. So we'll, we'll see if it, if it comes to that. Um, but I th- so I think the luck and the, uh, the boon are going to be your more likely situations to use those. And you might need them. So if you think about it, like if I give you an objective test of saying you have to get two successes to, to pass this test and you only have two dice in that skill, you're going to need uh, to spend some some points on it. You're going to need to spend a persona point or do something else to to boost your role on that point. Um, so that that's one one part of the things that we're going to talk about. And then as we go through the game, I'm going to talk about how you advance your skills, which is by challenging them, by running a test against them. And that'll be explained. It's, it's easier to explain inside of the game itself. So that's what we're going to do. Okay, so you guys ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> opening fanfare star wars style uh the scrawl begins across the screen and it reads it is a time of strife as the galactic empire continues swallowing independent planets and outliers in its increasingly bureaucratic grasp the evil sith lord darth vader travels the galaxy with his newly founded league of inquisitors eliminating the last of the jedi who escaped order 66 it seems that no world can stand the oncoming of the imperial forces But Bail Organa has sent out a diplomatic mission to one of the last holdouts of Federation space in an attempt to extract a necessary element of his budding idea of a rebellion. The camera pans down across the stars above Celeste, the planet of the home planet of Sora Sub, volcanic ash covering the surface. And out of hyperspace, a small freighter drops sitting at the cockpit a chiss pilot reaches across to slow the ship expecting that soon a star destroyer will appear to uh to ask what their intention is the chiss pilot is named my name is jet all right jet slows the ship to a crawl and he thinks about the reason that he's here the reason that I'm here would be, first of all, um, I will take any job if the price is right. I'm a pilot, and that's what I do. Um, but there are a couple other things that are also uh, core to my beliefs, uh, namely one of them, 
that my my species, the Chiss, are exceptional in our ways, and people must be protected from outsiders. And also, honor is the primary way in which I act. So, I have been asked to to help with this, and I'm acting because it's a job fundamentally. Right. He looks across at his co-pilot, the navigator, and former Jedi aspirant, unbeknownst to his allies, a Bothan. That's me. I'm Kig. Uh, Kig is my name. Kig Mukero. And um, yeah, I, uh, I'm really on my own deep down. I mean, sometimes people think I'm on, you know, sort of their side or, or that kind of thing. I, I've, I've learned the hard way that I really need to just sort of look out for number one. Um, and I got into this as navigator because nobody, and I mean nobody, knows the way better than me. Uh, when I say this is the way, that is the way. <laughs> so, and I'm also uh, deep down, uh, if I'm honest, it's uh, a little frightening to me, the idea of anybody ever finding out my Jedi past. So you're not going to find me walking around with some lightsaber swinging from my belt. Uh, <laughs> try to keep that on the down low. All right. And Kig uh, looks over his shoulder at the other figure in the freighter as Sullison himself, uh, who's fallen on hard times. Yeah, the name's Stubba. Sue Stubba. Um, you can call me Sue. Uh, yeah, I've fallen on hard times, but... You know, I'm here because I'm part of the reason is I'm loyal to the rebellion, but on my own terms. Uh, and I think I'm valuable because I can I can outsmart or hustle my way through any situation. And the real reason I'm here, I'm here back home, is that once upon a time, I retrieved um, Anakin's now Darth Vader's uh, once thought to be destroyed starfighter on Coruscant. Um, and I, uh, for many different reasons, uh, I had to leave it back here home, but, uh, here at home in, in solace, but, uh, I want to retrieve it because it is rightfully mine. <laughs> All right. So this band of individuals, mostly out for themselves was put together for their unique skills by Bail Organa for this particular mission. Uh, Bail Organa uh, and House Organa organized this for two purposes. First off, there is a need to deliver some contraband through the Imperial blockade. So obviously there's some stuff on the ship that's not savory to the Empire and needs to get down to the surface. So your first mission is to get through the blockade to the surface without being recognized. Uh, all of the containers are marked as volatile gas. But as far as you know, there's not any volatile gas in them. There's just something that needs to be delivered to the rebellion on the surface. The second purpose is to retrieve something from the surface. And there is a contact on the surface that you have to meet with. And part of that, part of what we'll do is when you arrive on the surface, you'll have to figure out how to get in touch with that person First off, to deliver the items, and then also to figure out what this thing is that you're delivering back off of the planet. It's all been kept very quiet and very secret uh, for your protection as well as for the protection of the people on the planet itself. So, out of hyperspace, near the freighter, 
Oh, uh, the freighter is called the Iron J. Uh, and part of the preparation for this mission was that the transponder for the freighter has been encoded to give off a different signal so that it can't be recognized as attached to any one of you and definitely not attached to Alderaan or the House Organa. So the Iron J is the current transponder signal that you are sending out to the cosmos. And as you are there, two Star Destroyers drop out of hyperspace nearby, having detected a signal approaching uh, Sullust that they were unaware of. One of the Star Destroyers is the standard gray uh, typical Star Destroyer that you're used to seeing in, uh, in and around Imperial uh, holdings. The other is a dark black streaked with red. And from that, uh, from that Star Destroyer, several ships drop out of the bottom, a shuttle and two, uh, two escorts. And they, rather than traveling towards you, they travel towards the surface of the planet. But very soon after they appear, you're hailed by the lead Star Destroyer, and it asks the question, Iron J, we don't have you on our manifest. Could you please explain what you're doing here? And so this is the point where, as, as characters, you have to decide what, how you're going to respond and what you're going to do. So they don't know that you're here. They don't know why you're here. And you have to figure out how you're going to convince them that you need to be able to go to the surface without any hassle. And so here's how it's going to work. Uh, we're going to look at your skills and anybody who has subterfuge, diplomacy, uh, the ability to persuade or lie, that's the person that's going to take the lead in talking. But that doesn't mean that they're alone or that they're stuck with just that skill. So who has the highest persuasion or lying skill out of the lot of you? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have yeah. that? That's, that's the first no, question. I'm, no, I'm... No. None no. of you are good liars. Excellent. Nope. No. <laughs> I, 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 I actually have a gambling skill, but I don't know if that's smart right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I can haggle, but this isn't a haggling situation. Hmm. You could swing haggling. Okay. You okay. could probably swing haggling. So if that's our if that's our closest to any kind of sub, uh, any kind of subterfuge, the problem I'm is, is like I'm not very good gym. at it. <laughs> Excellent. Even better. <laughs> and I because I, I don't know how all encompassing Jedi. I don't think Jedi doctrine. Because I'm thinking like this is pretty far for a mind trick. Yes, you it know? is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just, this was uh, come on. so I so, have yeah. done this campaign before. I did it with my kids earlier, and one of the questions was, "How does mind trick work, Dad?" Right. It's like not over a comely, <laughs> not, no. not this way. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's a potential thought. Like I've got the haggling skill. I also have etiquette skill. So I might be able to like talk through some etiquette. of this. Mm. Etiquette would actually be more more appropriate. Okay. So so um, we'll go with etiquette. So etiquette's our primary skill. Now, okay. how many dice do you have? What's I, your rank in etiquette? Two, two. Okay. So yeah, not so very the objective. Either. The objective here is four. So you have to you have to succeed on a four. So with two, you're obviously not going to be able to do mm -hmm. that. Now, there's a couple of ways we can boost it. So the first way we can boost it is you can look at your sheet and see, is there any other field of knowledge that you have that you might be able to tie into this particular one? So you mentioned haggling. So maybe there's a way that you can make a deal related to this particular event that not only are you using the etiquette, but. Hey, I know it's weird, uh, but, you know, maybe you could let us slide this one time. We really just need to make this uh, this trip. So you can add a die because you're bringing in that 
uh, other knowledge that's related to this particular event. And that's called forking. And mm-hmm. it's you're, you're bringing in a field of related knowledge to whatever action you're taking. So that would give you an extra die. So now you're up to three. But that's not going to get you to that objective of four. Right. So the other Can thing you, do you f- have to do is reach out to get help from. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Your, from the people from that are with partners. you. And so if they have anything that's related or any other knowledge that they could add in, which this can be anything. This could be a life path. You're, we have a solicitant. So that is definitely something that could assist, right? Um, Absolutely. So that could be an assistance that could be given. Uh, if there's any other skill that might be relevant here, like space, uh, like space or wise or any of the wises that you have, that your characters have, that might help. I, I, what about disparate cultures wise? <laughs> Uh, would we be able to make some sort of like argument about a Sullustan like you know festival ooh. that we have to deliver or something you know a little bit about the Sullustans and the yeah, Sullustans we're... are uh, their mining culture They that, that's one of their primary uh, things that they export uh, to mining culture and you guys are bringing this gas for uh, a mining facility so there you oh. go so, you, so now so yeah. that's one die from the Bothan and perhaps another die from the Sullison. Yeah, I mean, as far as like a life path, I was I was born affluent, so maybe just dropping my last name, ah, you know, I have some it. reputation, yeah. you know, there with with as far as my family is concerned. Um, so we we could go that route. Okay, so that's two more dice. So now you'll be rolling instead of just two. I'm rolling six. No, you'll be rolling six. But mm-hmm. I need so I need four. You need four successes. Oh, boy. So and this is where you have to debate. Are you going to spend, do you want to spend some of that Arthur that I've given you early ah, to mm-hmm. get through uh, without incident? And then that way, you know, you'll have an easier road ahead of you. Or do you want to save those for a really How many, how many did you give us? You got two each two, of two fate, fate and, persona. and persona. Okay. I don't know if I want to use it this early in the, in the yeah. mission, though. And remind me, can can we get those back, or can we earn those, or those? That's all we've got for the whole. You, you can earn them back. the The fate points are easier to earn than the persona points. You can earn okay. fate points just by challenging your beliefs um, okay. over the course of the game. Uh, okay. the persona points you can only right. earn at the end of the scenario. So at the end uh, of the scenario, okay. we'll do a couple of voting things and talk about who was who's clutch player and stuff like that. That's how you get those uh, persona points. Because if we fail this, I mean, we've got piloting skills. Mm-hmm. But we'd have to outrun <laughs> potential danger here. Right. And it would make the rest of the mission much harder. So yeah. everything gets much harder from here if you don't succeed at this one. Okay. Well, I mean, I I guess I... Can we... Um, can you basically share those those fate points too? Like if I'm out, it's... Okay. No, this is only for... Yeah, it's okay. only for your role. Okay. Well, you know what? Um <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to use a fate point. So I so that would mm-hmm. do the the luck, right? So I would get right. So any sixes any you roll, you're going to roll sixes again. Sixes I roll, I can roll again. Okay. So I've got my six die here. <laughs> Nerve-wracking here. Okay, so oh, I've got God, one lady. six, I've got a five, I've got a five, and I've got a four and a three and a one. So actually I hit that right so away. You actually go. hit it with without the luck, but that's good. Oh, actually roll go ahead and roll that six again and see if you get another success too. No, I got a two. No. Okay. Mm. But, but you stored it up. So just in case now there's two things that happen here. So that was what's called a challenging test. 
uh, or not, I'm sorry, not a challenging test. It was a difficult test. <laughs> it sure was. On on your etiquette <laughs> and, and you feel it right yeah yeah so on your etiquette what you're going to do is there are some little uh circles beside yep. your etiquette you're going to put a uh, you're going to fill in one of the d yep. circles because it was a difficult test and you're also going to put one point underneath the um for your for having used fate there's f uh, p oh. and d underneath so you put one point in the fate there okay and that that's over the course of, uh, of a long campaign you would train up and you would advance that skill. And then once you've used enough fate persona and deeds points on it, you would actually then advance it beyond just being a black skill, it become a gray skill, which means that it, you, instead of just rolling three or four, five and six, you roll three, four, five and six is a success. So it's Sweet. that much better. Okay. okay. Well, well so, done crew. Well done. Okay. So <laughs> now, now I, the role is good, but now try and build what you guys just said as a story together to how you respond mm. to the to the uh, imperial officer well i like that idea of what, what andrew said about you know like you know just dropping the name cash was just like look i've got orders from so-and-so himself you know that we're supposed to bring this you know like we're in a rush yeah no <laughs> it's like hey we're we're just we're trying to head to the the the, the staba mansion and you know how they like to throw their parties and, you know, sometimes not everything's done, you know, according to protocol, like last minute changes, you know, how, you know how they get uh, sort of thing. Um, we're just trying to bring in some some salted pork. Uh, <laughs> there's there's silent for a moment. And then uh, the comm comes back on and says. Fine, Iron J. Please make sure that your uh, papers are in order next time. I, I'd like to pass you through. Uh, you're going to be docking in Bay 6 at Pinyumb. So please proceed. Thank you, kind sir. All right. So first test passed. Nerve-wracking, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys Already. need to roll dice next time. <laughs> Don't worry. Everybody will get a chance. Uh, okay, so uh, you head to the planet, and Pinyub is the the main capital of the planet. But on your way, um, you guys need to figure out who it is that you're going to be contacting when you get there. So this is a, an opportunity for you to use the circles test. We talked a little bit about circles uh, outside of the game. And basically what that means is one of you knows somebody that is involved with the rebellion. And Andrew, I think your character already has sort of an in. Mm -hmm. uh, but that particular character that you have a relationship with is not the one you're meeting. However, uh, you can make a circles roll with a bonus to see who you are meeting and figure out how you're going to get in touch with them. So if you look okay. at your circle score, you should have yeah. ranks in the circles. It's a one. It's one. Okay. And so then you're going to add a bonus to that for the knowledge that you have of Nenyub, who if uh, anybody recognizes from the, the movies, this was the co-pilot of Lando Calrissian in Return of the Jedi. Uh, Longtime uh, rebel fighter, primarily on uh, Celeste, but also in the wider rebellion as well. Mm-hmm. And then that's just so by bonus you mean that a bonus die. Yeah, one you'll bonus get one bonus die on the roll. So you're going to be rolling two for the circles. And then, um, does anybody else have a background with arms dealers that might have run them into an arms dealer? No. Does that include me? Nothing too. Uh, it would include you if you have a background that. Uh, I have a gambling skill and I have a marksmanship skill. 
Okay, those those that seems reasonable for yeah. you to have. So maybe a, maybe a shady arms dealer, as far as the gambling is concerned. And since he's from the same planet as you, I'm going to go ahead and give you a bonus. So you're going to well, be rolling three dice uh, for your circles test. And I I have a marksman skill as well, so I at least okay. have a connection to. Mm. True, but since you're from the spacefaring uh, setting, you come more from the spacefaring side of things. I'm going to say that it's more likely that he's going to be right. benefiting from mm. it than, than sure. your character would. So he's going to roll three dice. The objective here is two. So you have to get two successes or better. Two successes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will say for this one, for a circles roll, typically um, a failure on a circles roll means you get in touch with the guy, but he's not necessarily pleased that he's been roped in. <laughs> <laughs> on on okay. whatever the mission is, <laughs> use your smooth talking skills there, Sue. <laughs> I, I will try. I'm trying, trying to. Uh, this, I don't think this deserves a fate point, because um, I think there there'd be a chance to their plan B here if if we can't get talk to this guy. So yeah, I think I'll just go ahead and uh, and roll three. Okay, I'll do some digital dice. There you go. <laughs> there we go. I got a six, a five, and a two. Awesome. So you succeeded. Yeah. Even, yeah. With the, even with the low roll, you succeeded. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as you're coming in, you uh, bring up on the communicator a, a gentleman named Fadlin Swars. And Fadlin Swars is a, an arms dealer who's been working with the local resistance. Uh, you knew him from when you were on the planet. And even though you had touchy relations, this was one of the people that you knew you could rely on coming back to Celeste. So he is uh, he is a, a decently reliable character. And as you pull him up, he greets you and says, oh, hello. I was wondering if uh, you might be my contact. When House Organa said that uh, they had some items coming in, uh, I was hoping that they might be sending along a familiar face. So where are you docking at? Base six? Yes. Okay. Yes. I uh, I'll meet you there, and we'll talk a little more about what's happening when at that point. And the docking is fairly uneventful. The city itself seems uh, pretty placid. There's not much going on, but you do notice a uh, broad imperial presence. So as you're docking, there are lots of stormtroopers walking around the docks. Uh, fortunately, you haven't aroused any suspicion, so it doesn't seem like anyone's coming over to inspect your ship. And in short order, uh, Fadlin Swars arrives. And he's a, a jovial-looking uh, Sullustin. He's uh, pretty happy to see you. He's got uh, another uh, Sullustin with him, and they've brought a skiff and also a uh, speeder bike that, they, that they've ridden in from outside of the town. And they ask, the first thing he asks as he comes up is, uh, so the cargo's okay? No suspicions aroused from the blockade? Thankfully not, no. <laughs> All right. So far, so good. <laughs> Apparently, we've done well to, to bring you guys on board. This is nice. Uh, normally, there's more complications than this, and I'm having to fend off an Imperial officer or two. And that gets costly. So, let's see what you have. And he walks over towards the cargo hold of the Iron Jay. And as you open up the cargo hold, uh, it, the gas canisters are there. And he, he nods and says, hmm, clever. Uh, so even if they came on board, they wouldn't want to touch this stuff anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's not a bad way to hide things. And he waves over to his uh, to his assistant and asks him to start loading it up. Um, he and in doing so, he pulls you guys all over to the side and he 
kind of conspiratorially whispers to you. He says, listen, we can't talk too much here because I'm not sure if there's anyone around listening. So when we get on the road and a little way out of town, I'll tell you what's going on. All right. So you spend uh, a little while uh, loading the loading the canisters up onto this skiff. And then before you head out, he turns around and looks at all of you and he asks, do any of you happen to have citizenship with the Empire? I do not. No. Nope. Mm. Okay. So this is going to be interesting because uh, they're asking for citizenship papers on return to the city. So we'll be able to get out fine, but getting back in might get a little complicated. I have some thoughts. Maybe. <laughs> it's, I it's, have one. I hope it works. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's probably okay anyway, right. because we don't want them checking our, our cargo when we're on our way back mm. in anyway. <laughs> All right. So uh, you drive out towards the outskirts of the city. And when you arrive, there's a checkpoint uh, leading out. And at the checkpoint is quite a lot of Imperial presence. In fact, to the point that there is an ATST patrolling Ooh. out just outside of the checkpoint uh yeah. several stormtroopers one uh, is setting up an e-web and making sure that he uh has it oriented towards the outside of the city if you don't know what an e-web is that's the big blaster that they carry uh and fire uh from a pack so it has to, it has to have its own tripod to stand on it's such a heavy blaster so very heavy munitions it seems like they are actually anticipating something and as you approach um Fallon tells you that the resistance has been trying to keep itself underground, but anytime you raise any kind of uh, alarm against the Empire and their practices, they tend to take it very harshly and want to put it down. So they're worried about anyone coming into the city from the outskirts that is part of the coalition uh, against them. Uh, as he pulls up to the checkpoint, uh, he talks with the Imperial officer, and you notice that some credits end up exchanging uh hands and and the imperial officer just waves him on through and you travel outside of the city it's a few miles before you arrive at the final destination which is a mining facility outside of the city and there uh Badlin, uh parks the parks the skiff and tells you to all come off and he, and then he waves to his assistant who was riding the speeder bike back in and says we need to start unloading these boxes but i need to introduce them to uh to their cargo that's going back with them and uh the the other uh soliciton uh shakes his head nods his head and then grabs a few other workers at the at the mining facility and calls them over to start unloading uh Fadlin, for his part, uh, waves you guys down with him and goes into an underground bunker and opens the door and speaks into the door and says, uh, Madam Senator, uh, your transport has arrived. And from the door, Mon Mothma, the senator, steps out and introduces herself to you. Hello, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she she introduces herself to you and says, it's of the utmost importance that I that my presence here not be known. Uh, I've been working very closely with the Soliston Rebellion, but uh, unfortunately, they are they are more intent on working in their own uh, rebellion here on Solist first mm. and freeing themselves here before they can join a wider rebellion. I cannot have my cover blown at this point. No one in the Senate knows 
that I am working with House Organa on this rebellion. And I, so I trust that he has sworn you all to deepest secrecy on this mission. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> High stakes. And maybe a little extra in it for you. Uh, <laughs> well, you, uh, that's, that's, you can, well, of course. That's well, kind of what I'm going for. That's what I'm expecting. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> so she, she, um, she exchanges uh, a few words with uh, Fadlin and then asks if, if there's a plan to get everyone back inside the city without her cover being blown. And that's where Fadlin turns to you guys and says, I, I have some ideas, but I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> I have two thoughts. Um, and I guess my uh, Bothan and Soliston friend can, uh, can uh, pitch in. My, <laughs> what about if we uh, create a diversion? So you mentioned there's, there's an ATSD out there that's like guarding things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I have skills with um, intercepting like transmissions and scopes. So um, kind of, uh, you know, you p- potentially using that to try to basically knock out the ATSD sensors or, or something like that. And um, if we split up, we could, we could have, you know, Mon Mothma go undercover somewhere and have the, have the rest of us cause a, cause a diversion. Okay. Would calculation right. help with this somehow? With his plan? Possibly. Yeah. Okay. You could, you could, uh, you could try and rope it in if you wanted to. Sure. Okay. I don't really know what odd jobs wise means or <laughs> how, how wide ranging that is too, but you know. Odd jobs wise means that there's a lot of This is an odd job. This is an odd job. The, I mean, the other thing that I was thinking about was like, I have a lot of navigational skills. Um, as I know, my Bothan uh, helmsman <laughs> likes to remind me that he does too. <laughs> the, the thing there would be is we could potentially, and I, and I have a cartography skill as well. If, if we have a, a map of the, of the area, we might be able to, to pinpoint, you know, mm-hmm. a secret entrance back into the city that's not going through one of the Empire's uh, checkpoints. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so unused, yeah. He, he, uh, he's, his only concern with that is the, the landscape of Sullust is not conducive to traveling anywhere except for the roads, which is why the Empire has been able to hold the city so well, mm. because there's lava fields everywhere. So it's really hard to go off-road in okay. Sullust. No, we want to be flying. <laughs> no, uh, I guess not. No, okay. uh, you can't fly the ship. You can't land ships outside of the city. Otherwise, it raise, raises yeah, too much sure. suspicion. So his his idea was a distraction. A distraction is mm-hmm. a good idea. And if if the timing is right and anyone's a good enough pilot, what we could do is stop at the checkpoint with the skiff that has Mon Mothma in it mm-hmm. and keep her well hidden and then pilot the speeder past quickly. If the person could evade long enough, they might potentially be able to uh, travel the streets of downtown Solust and keep themselves from being caught by the stormtroopers. I don't suppose it can a uh, can a droid 
Pilot a land speeder? <laughs> Probably not well enough. <laughs> with a with a cloak over him to disguise him. No, that might be a little too much. We do we didn't introduce my droid, by the way. Should I mention him real quick? We didn't. Yes, you do have a droid, don't you? Yeah. RB forty six, otherwise known as RB. I don't know if he's with us or not, or if he's back on the ship. We didn't I think he would probably that, stay with so. the ship. He yeah, would probably with the ship. Just yeah. from the astromech droid standpoint. It's a fun image though. <laughs> well we have we have two pilots. Yeah. Uh, Can we um, I mean I know that yeah. Kig, I know that we get into disagreements all the time, but we could we could actually maybe, you know, like pool our resources here and, and, and really pull this off. I think so. Um, yeah. I mean, because I have I have a very I have a decent pilot uh, rank. I've got a pilot rank of four. Um, so kind of I'm, I'm going to pause mind. you right there. Try not to metagame. So that's called metagame. Oh, sure. Drawing your your specific skill uh, points. So say i'm a pretty good pilot and that gotcha. mm, mm. that that keeps it more in character and less about the the mechanics of things sure, sure. but out of character saying yes okay I, i've got a, <laughs> i've got a rank four but then okay. um andrew your character also has a pretty good uh piloting rank right my, my piloting rank is just two it's just two but yeah. here, here's the difference i'm but gonna I have say a sense of direction trait i don't know if that i was gonna say the second and I'm from part solace. of it, and yeah. you're from solace right you have right. the sense of direction mm-hmm. so it might be beneficial, and I'm I'm going to say that um, Fadlin knows of you enough to know that you have done this kind of thing before. So this is mm. up mm. your character's alley <laughs> to to be flying through the city sure. and to evade the the stormtroopers in that way. So right. that might be uh, that might work out to your advantage. Sounds good to me. Does this sound like a, a doable plan to everyone? I think so. Indeed. There will still need to be some kind of um, some kind of disruption at the at the gate right. itself. So after after everyone's confused and starts chasing off after the speeder bike, there still needs to be a distraction that gets you past the gate because, you know, they're going to want to put you on lockdown. So that that would be the other thing to consider. I don't suppose. uh well, I don't, I don't suppose me hanging back and acting like I'm completely deranged would uh, <laughs> draw another. No, I was joking, odd jobs. I'm like, yeah, bouncing around for a while. I was at Coruscant State and I was a cheerleader, so I'm really acrobatic. No, that's nonsense. But uh, no, I don't know. So if, I, if I'm not flying here, because I don't know, we have everybody accounted for, because I'm just trying to think of something that could be <laughs> a, a legitimate distraction. Uh, at the, like at the checkpoint itself? Mm-hmm. You could just gab at the at the person who's trying to take the papers. You could just start talking. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Navigation stuff. And just right. Then once the speeder bike goes flying past, he just wants to get you out of there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I'm annoying. And yeah, that's, that's good. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another that's way good. to think of it, too. OK. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, Fadlin asks, so we, do we feel like we have a plan? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there's there's limited space, and I'm going to be honest with you. I need my name not to be involved with this because otherwise there's going to be complications. I'm going to stay here and let you take the the contraband back mm-hmm. to your ship. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're all comfortable with that, that's the way we're going to play it. Yep. Okay. All right. So he entrusts to you his skiff and his yeah. speeder bike uh, with the with the intent that you make sure that they actually maintain themselves in one piece. <laughs> okay, so that means that Sue, you, and me, and contraband are on the skiff, right? And Kig, you get the the speeder. Yeah. No, Sue gets the or speeder. No. Kig's going to be on the on the skiff. 
oh, Sue's okay. going to get the speeder because yeah. the the you want you want to get the contraband through by creating oh, sure. distraction. Sure. Right. So well, there, well, so are the three of us on the speeder? Yeah, Mon, uh, Mamathma. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Sue, Sue, no, Sue's on, Sue, Sue's on the speeder. Sue's on spe- I'm, I'm on the speeder. Yeah. yeah. Who's on first? Right, yeah, exactly. Star Wars <laughs> 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 <That's> edition. <laughs> yeah. What's on the, yeah. No, Sue, Sue's on the speeder, and then um, <laughs> Kig Jet and Mon Mothma are on the skiff. We just get blasted by the ATST while we're figuring this out. <laughs> well, oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. The Imperials right, are right. going to chase Sue, and we're going right. to slip through unnoticed. Okay, Bingo. got right. it, got it. Exactly. So you'll pull up first. They'll start asking for the papers. Sue will fly by, distracting everyone. And got then you'll it. just, got in the confusion, it. you'll just slide on through. Hopefully. Okay? Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> if everything goes to plan. I guess my, my distraction could include a Joker-esque, by the way, my character's missing his right ear. Right. We don't know why. I know why. <laughs> do you, but he's know? Like, do you <laughs> want to know how I got the scars? <laughs> no, like... <laughs> You're, you're, you're a tragic artist. Right, yeah. Just, tell me about this, man. It's, just, it's been a rough week. I just... Uh, you know what I'm Bachman. talking about. <laughs> yep. So, okay, so... Um, so everything everything's going all right. Mon Mothma agrees the plan sounds uh, solid if you all can pull it off. She's really hopeful that you can. And But there's not much time. She needs to be getting off planet so that the, the recent arrivals don't end up finding her. Um, yeah. So as you as you guys approach the uh, the first the skiff approaches the the checkpoint and it slows down as as is expected and you arrive and then begin speaking with the imperial and uh, uh, Kig you start talking his ear off before <laughs> you can before he can actually get to the point where he's asking for papers and in that uh, Jet you message back to Sue to say that it's that it's time to begin the punch uh, the it. distraction so yeah punch it there we go. <laughs> Let's get the star wars quotes in there um okay so uh kig i would like you to roll uh let's see what would be your relevant skill uh what are you gonna you're, what are you gonna talk about oh Oh, I, I, I could just have terrible humor, too. I should have made that a skill. Because when you said talk his ear off, I imagined my character being like, I don't want to talk your ear off. <laughs> the ah, thing, I'm missing one. thing there, but too, is, is I, could, I could aid with this. Because I've got Wonders of the okay. Galaxy-wise. So uh-huh. I, can, uh-huh. I can talk about the Wonders of the Lava Pits of Solist. There you go. There you go. So right. I, can, I can aid in your... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would that be, and I don't know if that would connect somehow to any of those like you know charts, hyperlanes, calculation, anything where I could just somehow get rambling about you know yeah the wonders oh, of space go. travel and where I've been and where you're like have you ever been here? Have you been there? Oh man, this place is I don't know just something I like inane. It. I like it. You know, I'm, so. I, I I I think that's excellent. You're you're just trying to talk his ear off. So just just yeah. trying to keep the conversation yeah. going without giving yeah. him space. To speak right. is what you're aiming for. I don't know if the disparate cultures would play into that too. It's just this this meandering like, hey, the universe, the oh, galaxy is an interesting in. place. Okay, yeah. so so which one do you want to be your primary? Uh, Pick your highest one. Just well, uh, hyperlanes wise is five, but I don't really know if that would fit into oh, this. I would go, in with, go with something like calculations. Despair. Okay, so calculations dis- and disparate cultures are both four. Okay, so then yeah, you would do four, and then you're going to add one for your fork. And okay. then you can add another one for um, fathers, for, 
yeah, yeah. for Jet's uh, mm-hmm. Jet's interjections about the, right. the lava pit. Jet, I, I, <laughs> called, I should call you by your character's name, obviously. So no. It's all right. I was yes. I was avoiding it for a minute too because I had forgotten him. So I was like, oh wait, I need to write these down real quick. <laughs> so okay, so uh, so you begin speaking to him. Now the objective here is going to be three. So this shouldn't be a terribly difficult roll with five. Okay. So oh, I'm rolling five. I thought mm-hmm. it was oh, okay. So I got to get three. <laughs> we've had we've had two successes so far. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> Oh, I got a six and a five, a one, two, and a three. Uh-oh. <sighs> okay. So <laughs> the now force could be, user. Could be a three in a row. <laughs> the force user can. And where and where was the pro- proprioception on that one? I didn't see this coming. Jeez. All right. So you begin talking his ear off and he gets suspicious. Oh, so he's no. not really he's not comfortable with with this situation. He thinks it's very odd that you're not talking. And so he takes a step back and he says, I'm going to need to see your uh, papers, please. If you could please hand them over to me. And he just completely interrupts you and you try to start talking and mm-hmm. he stops you and you mm-hmm. keep trying to start talking and he stops you. But fortunately at right about that time, Sue arrives driving by like a madman <laughs> on his speeder bike. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to need you to make a piloting role uh, first off or uh, so Sue, you're going to make a piloting role just to get through the, the barricade without, uh, without causing a complication there as well. Okay, so just just a roll one. Uh, so you're so what, what's your piloting skill? Oh, my piloting skill is two. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna roll um, two. I have a I have a sky pilot um, life path. I don't know if that factors into anything. No, the life path um, wouldn't factor in. Do you? Okay. Do you I have know a sense of direction uh, trait? Um, I have. I'll say, uh, I'll say they're distracted and not expecting this, so I'm going to give you a mm-hmm. bonus for that. And really, your your objective is only one here, so you're going to be rolling three dice against one. Uh, and, one objective. I, I mean, I don't know if okay. this. The, um, I have to get through the barricade, right? Mm-hmm. So I could. Could there be a blasting element to this, where I'm blasting my way through the barricade, or am I just crashing through it? Like no, can you're, I... you're just piloting through. Yeah, you're kind of okay. kind of dodging it as you go through. That's what the uh, yeah, just blasting yeah. through. You're going to get through one way or another. Yeah, <laughs> it's whether or not something hits the speed bike on the way through is what what we're sure. testing for right now. <laughs> okay, so we'll stick with the three. Yeah. So okay. let me talk about that really quickly too. Um, so you can mm-hmm. state I'm kind of giving you guys an intent at the moment, but with okay. with burning wheel as we go forward further what you'll want to do is state your specific intent. So your intent here is, uh, I want to get through the barricade without hitting anything and, mm. and maintain my speed, right? So that would right. be your intent, and that's what you're rolling for. So now, if there's a complication introduced, it's you hit something, or you have okay. to slow down. Those, oh, if you I fail, see. those are the things right. that happen that, right. that drive the story forward, but introduce the complication. Okay. All right. So I'll roll three. Okay. I'm just trying to get through without hitting anything. Um, should I I'm not I'm trying to think if I should use a, a fate point here? No, I'll just roll. Okay. All right. I got a five, a four and a one. All right. Well, there you okay. go. That's two, yeah. two. So you succeed and you definitely do a flare. So you fly through <laughs> and you actually have uh, you actually have a very nice flying through. I uh, managed to clip nothing and definitely uh, create the distraction that you were all looking for. However, as you're flying through, the stormtroopers do not like that happening. So they turn the ATST's cannons on you and fire as you're passing through. Oof. So 
one bolt from the ATSC's cannons, and you're moving really fast, so I'm not terribly worried about you, but I am rolling a couple of dice here. And I achieved one success, so that does not, that's not going to manage to hit you uh, as uh, at the speed that you're moving with the speeder, but it gets very close. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the motto of my life. <laughs> by the, Very by close, the... but I'm still here. <laughs> Very close, but I'm still here. Uh, all right. Uh, so Sue Sue zooms by, and the uh, the Imperials are in, are all distracted. Every single one of them turns around to look at what's happening. Um, the the guard specifically that was looking at you guys, however, is not satisfied to just let you go. So he tries to wave you over to the side of the road so that you can stay. So you're going to have to gun it at this point, and it's going to draw a little bit of attention to yourselves. But there is a clear path for you to go forward. As soon as the speeder bikes that are at the outpost also chase off after Sue. So three speeder bikes chase off down the road after Sue, but he has a little bit of an advantage. So there's going to be a slight chase here. And then as you guys arrive back at the the docking bay, you're going to have to figure out how to manage to avoid some of the Imperial uh, scrutiny that's going to be on you as well as you get Mamothma in the ship and manage to your way off the planet. So here we go. Sue, I know you have an ulterior motive here as well. So this might be the perfect time for your character to take up uh, that ulterior motive. Yeah, I think I think I might uh, make a detour um, <laughs> <laughs> since uh, I obviously know my way around here. I, I, I need something better to fly around in. Um, <laughs> and there happens to be uh, a starfighter. Um, mm-hmm. that I've stashed that I that I mentioned uh, at the beginning, that uh, once belonged to Anakin, now Darth Vader. So I think I'll uh, I'll try to make that happen right now. All right. So um, here's here's how this is going to work. Uh, we're going to do the chase for Sue, and the chase is going to be four rolls. Uh, they're going to be versus tests, which uh, you're going to roll your piloting skill and then fork in any other knowledge that you would have. So having lived on Solace will give you one point. If you have Streetwise as an ability, uh, as a skill, you can fork that in. So that'll give you a second. And you're going to try and beat the uh, Stormtroopers two times in a row or more. And if you can beat them two times in a row, that's going to allow you to escape their uh, their chase. Uh, okay. As for the other team, you're going to have a similar situation, but yours is more of uh, making sure that they 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 know the vehicle that you're in. You're going to have to somehow get out of that vehicle and get to the docking bay without Mon Mothma being caught in the middle of it. So yours might end up being more of a foot chase. It depends on how you guys want want to plan it. But I'm going to start with Suze. We're going to do one roll for him, and then we'll come back to you guys and figure out what your next steps are. Okay. So traveling off down the road at top speeds, uh, Sue and the stormtroopers are in are in hot pursuit. Uh, So I'm going to roll and I'll give you your objective based on what their role is. And you have to beat their uh, you have to beat them two times in a row and then they don't know where you are. So right now, since you're out in the open, you'll only be able to benefit from your piloting skill. And from uh, anything else that that you have that's relevant to uh, to getting get, to going faster on your um, on your speeder bike. All right. All right. And they have three successes. So you have to beat an objective three right now to stay out ahead of them. Ooh. 
Now they also have to win twice to be able to catch up with to you. Catch me, okay. And so, so this would be this would be you. You can let them win once, but that makes it a little bit right. harder for you to to move in the future. All right. So my pilot, my piloting is two, and I guess I get one more for being from Solist. Mm-hmm. So I have three, the three die roll. Um, I'll I'll use a fate point here to help me out. Okay. So you, you, use, you ro- so you can use a fate to reroll sixes, or you can add an extra die with uh, for each persona point that you uh, that you build into it. Oh, or add a die. Mm-hmm. I'll add a die. Okay. And then so I'll, you- I'll 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 add. I have three. So I'll add one die. To, so you'll so I'll put you up to four. four. Yeah, I'll add one die there and use a persona point. Um, also, for anybody else who has rolled, remember to to record your rolls. If you don't know what the difficulty was, if it's the number or one higher, that means it's a difficult roll. If it's two lower, then it's a it's a routine roll. And if it's three or more higher, higher or lower than what? I'm sorry. Then then what your exponent was. So if you if you had four dice and you had a mm-hmm. challenge of and you had an objective of four, that's a challenge or that's a, a difficult roll. I'm forgetting what mine was. I, I rolled. You can I just, rolled you can five. Just, you can tick a roll. Yeah. yeah, you can just tick tick the rolls off right for right now, and I'll come back and and give you what they were because I've been recording them here. For oh, you. okay. So I'll I'll keep, oh, just. Oh, keep you've been recording them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just just keep track of. Remind me that you had a roll, and I'll remind you right. what the objective was. Oh, for okay, okay. All right. So I'm rolling four here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a six, two sixes, a one, and a five. So right, that's a that's, success. All right, okay. enough. So, you, so, um, so you've tied them, which means that tied nobody them, won yeah. this one. So you you okay. maintain your lead out in front of them, but they are, um, but they, but there's no no gaining or or loss on them yet. Okay, so you got three more rolls to to be able to escape from them. Then we have to just to figure out an alternative for you. Um, okay, uh, for you guys' part, how do you want to escape the notice of the Imperials? I'm thinking that we're potentially good enough pilots keg that we could just get lost in the streets of of the city and lose them i i go with that and also i'm four foot nine so i don't <laughs> think running's a really good idea mon <laughs> mothma agrees and running is not the best of ideas yeah. so <laughs> yeah i i think we can we can lose him in the city and especially when i'm trying to do everything all the time to not use the force <laughs> Okay, so for you guys, um, it's going to be about driving and driving inconspicuously. So if anybody has the inconspicuous skill, they could fork that in. Uh, If not, that's okay. Um, So I have pilot, navigation, driving, uh, cartography. Okay, even though I'm not going to be using a map as I'm driving. I was, I don't know how I don't know how GPS works. We never really see that, right? Oh yeah, I've nav- I've navigation also. I forgot to have that down here. Um, yeah. I'll allow you to I'll allow you to help with navigation, not to fork it in, but to help with it. I, as the as the person in the shotgun seat, you get to say, no, no, no I think we should go over here. I, I, this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so your objective here is two. Okay. Are we so are we, are we both rolling? Uh, no, so how, how's be, this? whoever's okay. piloting, whoever's got the pilot oh, okay. skill, yep, gotcha. Would roll. Okay, so and 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 I'm forgetting how to calculate how many die. So, so if I use my pilot skill plus, um, navigations, um, navigation and driving. But well, the, no, so you're gonna use you're gonna use just your pilot skill. Okay, because you're driving a you're driving a skiff. The driving skill is for like okay. ATST. Um, 
for vehicles. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, like ground so, so vehicles. Pilot skill and then mm-hmm. navigation. Does that just add one or does that add what my actual rank is? You, you can't fork in navigation, but you can get help from Kig okay. using okay. his navigation. Okay, skill. so I just use my pilot skill plus Kig's navigation. Okay. So plus one. Okay. okay. So you get one you get one extra die. So when you when you receive help, you only get one die from that person. Right. Gotcha. <clears throat> okay, so that um so I get five die to roll for that, and I need two. Okay. And you need two. And I have a six and a five and a three right. three one. Ooh, just just so. did nick it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. So that it would works. be would that be what what uh rank of a role would that be difficult or no that was routine that was that routine. routine okay so i just marked so, that so to to mark what it does so your objective there was two and you were rolling six die so for six dice two is a pretty easy that's a pretty routine thing to achieve and and it does matter that you're adding in dice from elsewhere so the the dice pool that you actually end up rolling is what matters when you add fate it doesn't when you add fate it just counts it counts the dice pool and then any fate you add are like mm. a bonus so that's how that's how you can get those objectives that are beyond what you're capable of and still actually be able to succeed at them okay so okay so that was that one all right back to sue who's now inside the streets of pinyub and is trying to escape these Oof. stormtroopers <laughs> Using the chaos. So now you get a bonus. You've have you had the lead. You um have your hometown knowledge because you've got the, the streetwise going on there. And uh and then your piloting skill. So that's so you're gonna be rolling four. That's four right Correct. there. Okay. Okay. All right. And they are going to roll. Let's see how they do. They only achieve one success this time. Okay. So I'm just going for one. You're going for one. So you just gotta match it or beat it. Mm-hmm. All right. I got a four, four, three, one. All right. So you, you pull away and next time they are going to be, they're going to have a little bit more difficulty. You're going to have a little bit more success and probably make your way out. So that was a routine roll for your pilot skill right there. Um, oh, don't, oh, sorry for, for a linked test like this, you only mark it once. So since it's a versus test, you're going to mark it as a, as a, um, since they've already marked you, since they already got, gave you a pretty good run for your money on the first one, you're going to mark this as, a difficult test for your piloting skill for the whole chase. Okay. So you don't, you don't mark each one of these. You just mark that, the, the whole chase. Okay. Okay. So kick and jet, you guys get back to the docking bay without much problem. You're able to evade uh, most of the stormtrooper heat that way, but you park the, the truck or you park the skiff a little ways away from the docking bay. And now you have to figure out how to sneak your way into the docking bay and there are stormtroopers wandering the streets at this point, and they need to not recognize Mon Mothma, who has a cloak, fortunately, and has pulled it up over her head, but is not too keen on walking out in the open across the street. I am trying to see here. Would uh, would proprioception in any way help in this situation? Um, <laughs> I was just reading up on it. I don't see anything that really jumps out at me. Um, no, I don't think it would be really okay. I don't think it would really help here. Do you have another skill that could help you cause a distraction without getting you into trouble? That's the big On issue. jobs wise, I don't know if I could, you know, <laughs> pose as some sort of worker in the docking bay who like dumps a giant, like knocks something over, makes a huge mess. I don't know, like just someone who's you. You could it would it would allow you to, like that. it would allow you to look convincing enough doing the job 
uh, mm-hmm. to be able to distract them without them then like coming yeah. over and arresting you for being obviously conspicuous, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Right. So that okay. would work. Um, now I'm I am going to say this is a little outside of your comfort zone too, though, because your mm-hmm. character does does not like being the center of attention. Right. So how would he feel about that? Is this a, uh, one of these chances where we can test a belief, or I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can look at it and you can see like what what does this say against the beliefs of your character? Is he willing to put himself in in danger for uh, a, a cause greater than himself? See, I had now I'm on my own, but then again, I'm I'm on this mission. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, in a way, it can serve me in the sense that, like, I won't be OK unless we get out of here. You know, so okay. I don't know that it necessarily is a huge commitment to the cause so much as this Maybe is my you're gonna be able to get off the best planet. shot to get off planet. <laughs> yeah. You know. OK. All right. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I think <laughs> I think it fits. I think it's it, it fits as something that he would do. OK, so I perhaps... now, see now I wish that I hadn't I, I wish that I had ag- added drinking. To the skills, because then I could have, okay. I could have used the See? skill and pretended I was drunk and all. You guys all, so there you guys is all wondered for... why drinking was, was a skill that you could take, but there you go. That's exactly what it would be. And if singing is one too, like you know, you could put them all together, and yeah, that makes sense. That's fun. Missed opportunity. That's okay. So um, okay, so so I think the odd, odd jobs wise works. Now okay. you won't be able to fork or uh, well, you you won't be able to ask for help in this case because you're going to be on your own. But mm-hmm. you present your case to Mon Mothma and Jet, and Jet, are you okay with him? Uh, how comfortable are you with your ability to cause a distraction? Well, I'm thinking of using a fate point along with it. I don't know if that'll uh, All right, no metagaming. No metagaming. <laughs> no, darn, there we go. Yeah, no, that's true. The, the way you could say that without metagaming is uh, this is important enough that I'm I'm pretty sure I'll be able to pull it, it off. Is. It is. And is this is is again is the goal that we just need to draw enough attention away that they can slip onto the ship? Is that basically that's so that would be that would be stating your intent, right? I just so want how, to draw but, enough attention, how, yeah, for them to slip. How, on the how ship. do I get on the ship? <laughs> that's a that's what I'm not sure about. So so your your intention is twofold then. I want to draw enough attention to be able to get on to for them to be able to slip on the ship right. and also not get myself in trouble. Right. So if you're if your distraction right, yeah. is, is not like law breaking, the goal right. there would be to just get Mon Monthma aboard unnoticed. And I'm then just you can you can a bunch of stuff over. You can you can you know <laughs> pick up all the boxes that you knocked over and then yeah, meander your way back. Whatever their to... version of like like a like a uh, like a forklift in the in the uh, you <laughs> exactly. know what I mean? Because like, I know exactly how to work it. Yep, because I'm a spit. Would that be yeah, with space wise? Yeah. Would spacer would spacer wise be in there at all with that too? Spacer wise or spaceport wise, either one would okay. work. Yep, uh, they're both fours for me. Okay, so, so, I don't you, know if that really so matters. you could fork. You could fork that in. Yeah. Okay. So you, you can all pick right. whichever one you want as your primary, and then fork in the other skill. Okay, I think I do odd jobs wise, and then fork in spacer wise. Okay. So and yeah. you're, you're trying to create a distraction without uh, getting yourself in trouble. I'm going to say that's an objective of uh, you. You want to distract enough stormtroopers that they can slip by successfully. So that's an objective of three. Now you can. There's there's this thing that you can do that's called uh, being careful, doing it carefully, and mm-hmm. you're going to add a little bit of time to it. But at the same time, any successes you get over the objective add to the success, so it makes it exponentially better. So not only okay. are they not only are they simply distracted, but they're actually completely enwrapped with what you're doing or they're, sure. you know, so it's like you watching a train wreck. Like 
You just can't. Yeah. can't well, and, and I mean, stormtroopers you know, from all the data we have are pretty distractible. So <laughs> there you go. You know, like they, like Obi Wan pretends to throw a rock. You know, like what was right. that? <laughs> you know, and they both turn for like ten seconds. Nah, that's nothing. So there you go. I, I like I like my odds here. Go for it, King. Okay. <laughs> all right. So how many am I rolling now? You can roll uh, five because you're forking one yeah. one knowledge in. Okay, so okay. you can roll five. And you've got an objective of two because they're easy to distract. But okay. any successes you get beyond that make it easier for uh, Mon Mothma and Jet okay. to sneak on. Uh, six, four, one, two, three. Okay, so, so, you, so you, you, man, you manage it. We did it. <laughs> right. So <laughs> Good. It, it takes you a little while, but you do manage it. You're, you yeah. begin cursing at the thing because it's not moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it falls over and nobody's paying attention, so you kick it a couple of times. <laughs> there it is. It could have just been a, like a Coke machine, too. You know, just shaking the thing. Like, <laughs> there this stupid thing. Did you guys try to use this thing? It's not. So they walk over, and you've, you've distracted them enough for Mon Mothma and Jet to get by. Uh, and the two of you use the opportunity to sneak uh, sneak into the docking bay and onto the ship. Uh, and now uh, we're waiting for Sue to finish his chase and for uh, Kig to arrive on the ship himself. Uh, Kig's astromech droid walks up to you and begins whirring at you in binary, asking where Kig is. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming and buddy very he's coming at, very upset at who Mon Mothma is like who is this <laughs> just patience like, Arby. Arby. patience Arby. 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 Arby's like is he making who's another distraction <laughs> <laughs> alright so Sue uh, let's do one more one more of the pursuit rolls so again you have the advantage you have the, the streetwise going in with it you've got your piloting skill and you also have the benefit of having beaten them last round, so you get another uh, bonus tiers this round. Oh, so five roll, five mm. dice. Yes, indeed, five dice. Oh, and they have two two successes this time, so you're trying to beat an objective of two. I I like those chances. It's good odds. Yeah. So let's change this to five. Here goes my roll. Got him by the skin of my teeth. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I matched it. It's, I got six, five, two, two, three. All right. So yeah. you are, you are there. Um, so that's, that's tie, which means that you haven't escaped yet. So you've got one more round and then we have to figure out an alternative, uh, to how we can get you, uh, off, off planet. Meanwhile, um, back at the ship, uh, Jet and Kig, uh, would, how, what, how would you like to get in touch with, uh, Sue to figure out how he's doing? Hmm. Huh. Does Sue have a comlink? That's, that's the question. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't, yeah, because I I do, but I don't know if he does. I mean, yeah, you and I both uh, do. Or no, yeah. I well, I have the ship. I don't I don't have a personal communicator, but I've got the ship. I mean, I have a utility belt. <laughs> I don't know if there's a comlink. No comlink on the utility <laughs> belt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're asking if I have one of my possessions, I do not. Okay, so yeah. you guys have no way to get in touch with Sue at the moment, but you are hearing chatter over the radio about a high-speed pursuit through downtown Punya. <laughs> I mean, my mm. my inclination is to act honorably, so my inclination is to not leave him behind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, we, don't, we don't know that he's going after this starfighter, correct? Correct. Yeah, as far oh, as you know, right. he's coming back to the ship. Right. So, so yeah, so <laughs> my inclination is to... Well, we have to kind of wait it out unless unless we're being uh, bombarded by stormtroopers in the in the docking bay. 
Okay, least nobody has come to the ship yet. Okay, so. I mean, at least that that's, I don't know, Kig, what your, what your thoughts are, but I know you're know. back on. And as you, as you are approaching the ship, you notice that there are stormtroopers milling around the, the skiff where you guys had left it. So, another thought here is... What's my pocket is, full of credits for? <laughs> we, I mean, like we, we, surely, <laughs> surely with our, our uh, transmission skills, we have the ability to at least eavesdrop maybe on the, the chatter. And yeah. if we if we find that alarming, yeah. take off. Well, that's and I yeah, that's that Bothan um, espionage and intrigue thing. Maybe a little bit too. I don't know. <laughs> well, I suspect that that my instincts are contrary to yours. If yours is more about doing things on your own and surviving, we could just leave the planet. That's now. true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but no, that's true. mine. So yeah, mine I mean, is more. I want to act honorably, and so I've agreed to this team. Uh, okay. All right. So how? So, so maybe. So, so maybe I'm. Yeah. How I'm a little kick, bit more ready to leave. This? Right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So I say I, I'm. I'm a little more inclined to like ditch him. Right. Okay. Maybe that's you know. So so Kig makes the argument that it uh, that that you no should offense, go. Into a <laughs> just, it's just business. It's not personal. <laughs> <laughs> and and my man, if, if you only knew what I was planning. <laughs> well, <and> that's <laughs> that's the thing is we oh don't know. Yep. That's right. Yep. Exactly. So, so, and I love that you guys aren't metagaming it. So that's uh, I have trust issues. So there you go. I don't know if he can be um, trusted. So my Mothma would rather would rather wait for a bit. It doesn't seem like right. You're in any immediate danger. So she would like to give it a little bit longer to see if he actually makes it back or if he can make communications with you. Um, and she asks, Is, "There's no way that you can communicate with him." <laughs> She's kind of surprised that. You know, you guys have, don't have the team. Baylor God is not going to send us three on another mission after this. <laughs> like we're just kind of we're barely getting by. I don't know, man. You're making it. No, there's no no major sh- shots have been fired, but not this, because this is like this is like, the, this is like the Star Wars Suicide Squad. <laughs> like, we, just didn't, we didn't like you know compile our resources and like make sure everybody had the right gear before we went right into this. Gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So next mission, you guys are going to make sure that everybody's got the right gear. We don't even know. Nobody has rope. As we talked about before. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually, Sue well, does. The utility he's got, belt. He's that's got really, the utility belt. That's true. I have utility belt. So I. Imagine right, so there's suit. yeah, there's nothing that we need to do to just pause and wait. No, but you can't. You right. you, you get the the ship started up yep. and you start working with the dock uh with the dock master yep. to clear yourselves for for leaving. Yep, and so mm-hmm. you begin that process sure. and just kind of put the end of it on on hold until you can hear from Sue or hear maybe maybe, maybe maybe Kig uses his uh sort of uses up his frustration or gets over his frustration with all of this by really like hitting the uh the charts <laughs> no, calculating the, calculating the escape route jump. yeah like let's is gonna be let's get this right as soon as he shows up we're hitting the button we're out of here <laughs> so it's, yeah. punch it <laughs> all right uh so sue last last role for piloting uh again uh no no five this time only four uh so we're gonna see how what <laughs> you, you lost your yeah, advantage yeah. with the tie last time yeah, yeah. um they have another two successes on their roll. Oh. okay i like those odds just need two with four mm-hmm Okay, four you dice. Can, you can roll a persona into it if you want to, or a fate. Yeah, I'm thinking about that because this is a crucial thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hmm. So fate, it would be re-roll a six, and persona, I just get an extra dice. Right. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I've already used one Persona. So I have one left. I haven't used any Fate. I'll use a Fate. Okay. I think I think I can maybe roll a six here. If I need it. All right. Oh, that face doesn't look good. <laughs> it took longer than usual. Oh, I'm okay. using digital dice. <laughs> I was just like, okay. I got a, Okay. I got six, four, four, three. Okay. Six, four, four, three. So that's enough. To so succeed. that's enough yeah. to succeed. So, mm-hmm. there, so there you go. So you managed to give uh, the stormtroopers the slip and ditch the, the extra speeder bike in a relatively safe location that you know of. Uh, and then... You you have the plan now. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go back to the dock, or do you want to make your way over to your prized star, uh, your prized starship? Remember, you well, listen. I <laughs> you, got, you got teammates waiting on you, buddy. Yeah, listen, listen. I this is my home planet. I was able to fend these guys off uh, with relative ease. Um, so I feel like I can make this detour and get back. And I feel like if I can get to my starfighter. You know, there's, I, there's I, a comm device on your starfighter, so you could. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I can get to my starfighter, I can get back to them probably even faster. And if I run into any more trouble, I'll be more equipped. So I'm definitely going go. for my prize. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm gonna have you do one more roll, and this is going to be a circles roll because I want to know who owns this or who's who's watching this starfighter. You own it, but it's here. Who's been paying attention to it? So uh-huh. I'm going to have you do a circles check just for us to figure out who it is that is has been watching this in your stead. And we'll see if they are amenable to you taking it or if there might be uh, some issues there. Okay. So you're asking for my my circle my circle is one are you asking for my connection my other connection mm-hmm. yep you could use yeah. uh you could rope so either in, one. Uh, another piece of connection so you're going to roll two the objective is going to be a two so yeah, okay we're, we're see. so i'll uh my cousin is uh nian noob mm-hmm. <laughs> is that how you pronounce it <laughs> so, is so, it yeah. noobie or noob uh, yeah. thank you um gosh i always get it wrong um yeah, he's my cousin he's in He's been watching over it. Um, hopefully, he hasn't uh, he hasn't been ad- admiring it too much. Maybe he wants it for himself. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I got two to roll. Two two to roll for an objective. Two objective. successes to see if he's happy for two successes. It. Yes. Oof. You might okay. have to rope a persona into it. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'll do. I'll use a persona point. Okay. Bump that up to three. Let's hope for the best. I'll stick with the digital dice. Five, four, three. All right. Well <laughs> so, done. Nice. Okay. Man, I, I, I like this game. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've been doing pretty well with yeah. these rolls. Okay, so um, you managed to find your way back to the hangar where the star, where the starfighter is being held, and Nanyob is he's not there, but he uh, you, when you get in touch with him, he lets you know what the code to the hangar is. Uh, no problem. He was expecting you to to drop by at some point and pick it up. Uh, he asks uh, if there's anything that you need help with. He was surprised uh, that you've come back because. The last time you left, you were in a little bit of trouble. Well, I uh, I don't mind telling him because he is a he is loyal to the rebellion. Okay. Um, so uh, I fill him in basically on everything. Uh, be like, hey, I got these uh, these two guys that you know are uh, that I'm, I'm kind of growing. They're kind of growing on me. I don't. I'm not sure if I like <laughs> them yet, but um, uh, we all, <laughs> there's a there's a bigger bigger cause that they're all. Uh, 
in support of. So I let him know and um, I'm sure he'll be very supportive in any way he can be. Yeah, that's what that that's what he conveys to you. He's uh, he's proud of you that you're that you're joining that you're maintaining the rebellion even though you're not on the planet anymore. And um, he's he's ready for the the resistance to the empire to begin. Uh, so there you go. You have you have now your starfighter. Yes, ability to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, is this back to me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, I um. I use the comm link on the Starfighter. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, there's we're, no we're, we're, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I use the comm link on my on my Starfighter, and, and I uh, I hit up uh, my my teammates. They're right. like, "Yo, I'm I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming back." I was totally coming back the whole time. I'm, I might. <laughs> I, I you might see me in a in a, in a different sort of uh, sh- ship, but I, I promise you it is to our advantage. Sweet. Right. So you guys you guys plan on rendezvousing uh, out of the atmosphere. Uh, uh, the the docking bay that you have your ship in, uh, Sue, is uh, is a private one, so you don't have to worry about any any docking uh, permits or anything like that. You can just fly out; that's not a problem. Uh, you guys manage to to convince the 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 dock master that. Um, you're headed out and there's nothing you've made your delivery. So there's no problem. Uh, you're not on the manifest still. So he's, he's warning you that the, uh, that the blockade might not be too happy about you mm. leaving, but, uh, just, just be prepared when you get up there and, uh, you, you all rendezvous, uh, in, in space above Solist, And you notice that here is, uh, Sue and this Eta class starfighter from, uh, that, that looks oddly like one that was flown by a famous general during the clone wars. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right. And, uh, you're hailed almost immediately by the star destroyer that hailed you on the way in. Same, uh, same officer is, uh, asking you, uh, Iron J, uh, have you finished your delivery? Uh, yes, sir. All right. Uh, we need to clear this manifest issue up. Uh, who was your contact that you were making the delivery with again? Did you, <laughs> did you want to name drop again, Sue? Sorry. <laughs> I, totally, I totally blanked. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're, you're, you're close. Close. Yeah, he's, he's, you of this uh, uh-huh. I was like, like yeah, it was Steve. It was Steve. We did right. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Uh, can you can you repeat the question? Um, <laughs> who who was the delivery to again? <laughs> oh, the delivery was you know to to the uh, the the Stubba the Stubba Mansion. They're throwing a party. Wow. Uh, yeah, salted right. pork. There's, <laughs> there's, there's salted. a quiet. There's a quiet on the <laughs> other end of the line for a little bit, and they uh, pause for just a moment, and then they ask. Uh, we we just need one more thing from you. If you could give us the name of a clearance uh, and a code, we'll let you guys head on out. No problems. All right. So this is the point. This is our final um, our final issue right here. Uh, it's an objective mm. four test. You need to come up with a convincing argument or a code that allows you to leave the planet. So you could do the same same role on coming in. You could do the etiquette role again. Just objective four this time uh, on trying to convince them that you need to head out and there's a reason you need to go sooner than later. 
Well, worth a try, Jet. I don't know. I'm thinking uh, all I can think of as far as a code is the uh, the luggage code from Spaceballs. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it checks. It's an older code, but it checks out. It checks out. No. <laughs> um. Oh my. Yeah, I I I imagine the the etiquette role is going to be the best option because to come up with a code is not gonna not gonna be very easy to do. Um, right. You guys also can all write down in your circles, um, uh, Fadlin Swars, uh, as a member of the circles. You get a one die bonus to connect with him for any particular thing. This might be an opportunity for you to use whoever has the best circles to try and contact him and see if he has a code. Well, I think, uh, Sue, you definitely have the best connections going on here mm-hmm. at Solust. So, um, so we could, we could pursue that. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So hitting on my cousin mm-hmm. again. Well, this one's Fallon Swords. So this of, would be our contact um, on the ground. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But still, because you have, general, you yeah. have a bigger right. circle of connections with your cousin and all that, you would have a, a yeah. better chance. Yeah, so of... I, would give you, I would give you life path bonus from having uh, contacted with him because that's how we got uh-huh. him first. Then you get a bonus for having contacted him before uh, and then your circles roll. So I think that gives you a circles roll of three, correct? Three. Okay. But yes. the objective here is to... four. So it doesn't matter four. if it's if it's a circles roll or a skills uh-huh. roll. You either got to come up with the code or you got to talk your way out of it. One hmm. of the two. Is there any other ways to and I, and I have his... a and I have a per, and I have a pers, uh, persona and a fate. You have a persona and or can, a fate you I can, can throw in. You can use both on yeah. the roll if you want to. Okay, because they're doing so different. Things. Might not be a bad idea. Yeah, because yeah. there's either there's that or if we do the the etiquette roll. Um, I forget exactly how we calculated that, but I think that was because I drew so from your etiquette score. So my Etiquette is two, but then I okay, have and then haggling. Right, so we added one for that. And then I think each of you guys like helped me out. I think I had a five. Mm-hmm. So we, did we use, uh, yeah, we used um, uh, disparate cultures wise, didn't we? Was that mm-hmm. part of it? We yep. threw in? Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I could also use a fate and a persona. Okay. That gives so, you a better shot. I mean, if, I I haven't used any of those either yet, so I don't know if that can. Now I will say I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys an out in case things go really south. Uh, I because uh, Kig mentioned it. Go ahead and make a navigation roll to know exactly where you're going, so there's no mm-hmm. lag in jumping to hyperspace. So you go ahead and do that. That will have that ready. So uh, Mike, if you make that roll for yeah. the navigation, and then uh, and you're doing it carefully, so you get uh you get a bonus to it or you're taking your time with it. So you get a bonus to it. So bonus of one die to it. And how many, how many then? Uh, so whatever your navigation is plus that one die navigation is navigation is only two. Okay. And then, so you're going to have three, but the objective is only one to, okay. to have done this. Okay. So roll now. You're not going anywhere particular. You're just getting out of there. I got a five and a four. Okay. So you are successful. So you do have coordinates ready to go in case this goes South okay. real fast. Okay. So how do you guys want to play it? Do you want to go for the code or do you just, want to go for the... Just have Sue pretend to sneeze and we accidentally hit the hyper, you know, just, just the jump. Like, whoops. Like, I slid the levers forward. Oh, so sorry, officer. No. Um, I mean, I think that we have a better chance in trying to talk our way out of this one rather than yeah. getting the code. Guessing a code, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron J, are you ready with yeah. that code? Uh, give, me, give me a second here. <laughs> pulling up my records here um so then so then i i uh 
So I guess my role would be is to convince them that we are much better off to just, you know, just let us go. You know, we're, we're not worth your time to try to, uh, get a code from us and we'll never bother you, you again. Know just party. You know, sorry. You yeah. Know, just, just, I don't you know. have, I don't have a code from these guys. Right. They just told me to deliver this. They're solicitants. You're, you're the, well, I guess I'm an alien. I can't really use the, uh, you guys don't like aliens line. Um, they're solicitants just, you know, they, they're really bad with records and whatnot. And, and just that, fits you know, the, uh, look, that fits. I told him, I told him that, I thought it was, I thought we needed a code. He said we were fine, you know? <laughs> so that's Keg in the background. I told him. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I told, you know, this is exactly what I said was going to happen. All right, Nobody go ahead and make me. your no. make roll for it. Okay, so four. I'm going to do um, a persona and a fate. Okay. So, so I'm rolling one extra die. six die. Okay. And I've got a five, a six, a five, and then two, two, three. Okay, so re-roll that six. You're something. <laughs> Two. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, blasted. No, no, uh, <laughs> no Iron J. I am going to need that code. So you either need to go back to the planet and retrieve a code, or you need to call someone and uh, figure out what's going on. I cannot let you leave without that. Well, Sue, I think you might need to like try to work some magic on your end. <laughs> don't 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 we have but, a? Uh, I was just thinking of. I, just just a little sidebar i'm thinking of you know uh, like tech jumping in and generating chain codes you know what i mean like you'd think that there'd be someone in this whole process that could have given us some sort of well that i don't that, know that depends there's on your skills here that's you, true you guys yep. are the ones uh, so that's true making the plays that's right mm. i should have thought of that i mean i have i have some skills in terms of um scopes but that's about like calibrating sensors and interpreting data would, would um, odd, it was, it's too much of a stretch to have odd jobs also include uh, forging document, forging imperial documents. documents. Yeah, that's, I, that's do, a I do have a, trans, I have a transmission skill. Next time, forging mm-hmm. is good. Um, transmission. That, that might work, but I think your best bet here is going to be to make the jump. So you, you don't have, you currently do not have a tractor beam holding you back. Uh-huh. But it's becoming more and more likely the longer you hang out. I mean, and I yeah. and I think that we we have a, we do have a pretty decent pilot uh, skill with with the three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it is it's still the thing where I gotta I've got to roll f- f- objective four. We we you've got to get out of here somehow. So piloting past to an open spot where you can hyperspace out. Yeah. Okay. Now, <laughs> interestingly, here um, Sue is not under any investigation. He's clear. Oh, yeah, it's true. And he's in his own little ship, too, because he's manifest. Yeah. Okay, so I can. You're free to leave, sir. Okay, I. I've, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this situation and I'm like, OK, <laughs> I've got my I've got my starfighter and, you know, you know, my guys tried their best, but uh, but how important is the rebellion the, the, to you? We have one monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you just if that you just abandon true. us, you know you're, you're risking a heck of a lot for the rebellion. Okay, well, hmm. You 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 you're now see now you're challenging me. Now you're challenging <laughs> my my loyalty. You 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 work and, for the rebellion, but on your own terms. On right? my own terms, I've used your exactly. terms, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm like these guys are just amateurs. Uh, <laughs> they could have <laughs> swindled their way through well, uh, some I'm, sort of 
make you know oh i need some codes um <laughs> i'm wondering if there's anything at all that i can that i can bring to the table under these so, circumstances that might let my I, my chiss pilot um and my soliston mm-hmm. friend here know that i'm a jedi but maybe not not the star destroyer but i can't think of anything that would really apply here though right because you it's that mind trick is yeah. is like if i was at a checkpoint that's the yeah. only thing i had left because you could maybe yep. even do that and not have them know what happened. I mean, Luke didn't mm-hmm. exactly know what Obi Wan did, right? You know, so so yeah, I, I feel like it's it's pretty. We're just sort of hosed here, unless uh, unless this jump works. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would it. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Well, fire. I was just gonna say, I I do have a pretty decent uh, skill as a pilot. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I mean, I think my helmsman can can help me out, Kig. Hopefully, and you know, we can we can yeah. get that. And just kind of punch it. Well, how much could we, if if it's all like getting out of here? I mean, how much can we we pool here with? Well, you, you can help. You can help one, right? And just, okay. then, um, and then you could fork an etiquette in because you know how the, uh, and I'm being liberal with etiquette here, but you uh-huh. know how the how the Imperials respond to this kind of thing, so. That would be something that you could you could use to help avoid. Like you can do a flyby on their, uh, on their, uh, well, on their uh, cockpit's the only word that's coming to mind, but that's not what it, on the bridge. Yep. You can do a flyby on the bridge and then do one of those same kind of things that uh, Han Solo does, where he's close to the bridge and then jets mm. off from there. So that's that's another option. Would fork it? Does does the skill level for my fork in matter here so much? Or no? Okay. Yeah, you can only help one. You can help okay. one guy. So he can. So he can help one. How many skills could I fork in then? Just one. Just uh, you can fork in more, but I think the only one that really makes sense is that one. Okay, so pilot you can fork in etiquette navigation mm-hmm. wouldn't. No, because navigation is just about the jumping. Okay, and that one's already ready. We've yeah, got, the, already we've got the jump ready. Okay. Um. Yeah, I could call Han Solo uh, and have the, <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. Just, <laughs> just millennium. Yeah, everyone's just like distracted by the Millennium Falcon. From? Okay, and uh, maybe, maybe he just throw, yeah, throw, well, throws on a hitch. So it's a little early for him to be involved in the rebellion. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I if I use another persona uh, point, I can mm-hmm. I can knock this up to seven die. Okay. So seven die on a on a on an objective four is not bad. Okay. All right, here we go. Should, should, yep, yep. You <laughs> use your use the force, Kig. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh yeah. No, we failed that one entirely. <laughs> I got one four because I was and then because I was just going to say we've we've got you know, got cheats on the dice roll in episode one. Can I can I somehow reach out of the game and? Oh, oh yeah, that was terrible. Sixes, all sixes. All right, so you guys were not meant to get out of here without a complication. Nope, not at all. <laughs> all right, so you begin the process of flying, uh, of trying to do a, man- a maneuver closer to the star destroyer to pull yourself out, and it just does not go well. As soon as you start maneuvering, maneuvering closer to the star destroyer, they hit you with the tractor beam. So help us, <laughs> and that, my friends. <laughs> Is where we're going to close the story. <laughs> oh, no. The Iron J stuck in the tractor beam of a Star Destroyer oh, my gosh. above the planet of Sullust.
I'm out. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still hoping, I'm still hoping that all of this, this, this works out eventually, and then I can, you know, one day be one of those glorious Bothans that Mon Mothma's talking about. You know, <laughs> when it's all said and done, like it, it yeah. Alrighty, so closing up, uh, we've gone a little bit over time, but not not too terribly much, so it's pretty good. Uh, here's the two things that I need you guys to think about. Um, there are two votes that we're going to take. Who was the most valuable player, MVP of the game? And who was the workhorse? Like, who was the person that always had the skills that were helping get stuff done? Even if they weren't the person making the roles, they were the one, like, you know, really mm -hmm. keeping things moving along because they had the right stuff at the right mm. time. Mm. So so let's do let's do the um, workhorse first. Uh, who do you guys think was the workhorse? For, that was the uh, second one that you just mentioned, right? Right. Mm -hmm. my, the one that had the skills okay. that was really pushing things along. My vote would be Sue. I think he had the best connections. I think so, too. And, yeah. Okay. All of that for Solist. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think being on Solist, yeah. it was kind of his, it was kind of his show for the, for the workhorse. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Sue gets a persona point back, uh, from, oh, okay. from okay. this. So that's, um, so that's that one. And then for the MVP, who was the clutch player? Can't vote for yourself, but see if there's a consensus. I, I like that. That one feels weird because we didn't succeed at the end. So like, yeah, <laughs> you, you didn't. But who pushed the story along in a, would, in a really, I would say, I would say father did. You know, I think I think you, uh, yeah, you I were thinking, at least thinking of the most creative ways, you know, mm -hmm. to get I mean, if, I can't vote for myself, but I mean, for my part, <laughs> I kind of got lucky with my roles and, and being sure. from, from Solist. Yeah, yeah that definitely, you know, helped. gave me an, an advantage. So um, <laughs> you had a much harder job than I did. Yeah. So yeah. so I, I would agree. I think that uh, I think that Jet was definitely the, the shining uh, mm -hmm. MVP character from this one, even if it didn't end up succeeding in the end. Mm -hmm. It was uh, it was good. So persona <laughs> point for uh, for Jet as well, uh, who felt like they played towards or against their beliefs. Uh, really strongly anybody the, the one that comes to my mind was when i was pushing kig <laughs> well i'm just laughing because I, I i i don't i don't see my character as one who if he didn't absolutely have to it would be like oh great another distraction okay fine let's see what we got here so <laughs> all right so yeah so so fate fate point for um kig Okay. Uh, in that so that that's that's how that's how those fate points come up so you just add that um, on kind of okay yep and then uh okay. another persona point to uh sue for achieving the mission of uh achieving the goal of of getting anakin's mm. ship off yep yeah. you have to create nice. a new belief now so that's going to push your character yeah. along to something else so oh nice that's how that works cool there. all right um anybody want to award another big like i thought this moment was really great for someone else just point at another another player and say hey this was really cool it's all right you don't have to this i don't know yeah i would yeah. say our game master did phenomenal though yeah i appreciate that yes. i will i will award my um one of my characters a persona point <laughs> thank you i appreciate that <laughs> uh yeah so i uh I had I had a blast. I thought this was a lot of fun. And win or lose, I think it was a great story. It's really interesting because it does leave us on a cliffhanger. Yep. So mm -hmm. if we do get to play again, this is Part where two. we will start off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I want to apologize to anybody who's like a big Burning Wheel fanatic. I was watering down some stuff and um, and simplifying some things. And I wanted to give you guys the most chance to use some of the the different mechanics. So mm. there, there were some areas where I was... Uh, playing the game incorrectly but uh but it was fun i think it came out working really well for you guys uh 
and I, I enjoyed this. Uh, this was phenomenal. I love planning it. Uh, we did do a lot of work to get the characters done. However, we don't have to do that work again for the next mm-hmm. time of playing. It's oh, thank just, God. You got, you've got those guys ready to go. And uh, next time, uh, we'll just have them ready. I would encourage you, if there was anything that you felt like, okay, I, my, I see my character might have benefited from having these skills or, or this skill set or something like that, and you want to take some of the ranks away from your skills and move them over into other skills, mm-hmm. I'll let you rewrite them a little bit at this point. Cool. And then we'll uh, we'll just say that that was you know this beginner's experience. You were learning how things worked, and so so that's why the characters weren't thinking about it as they were going through this. But you guys did phenomenal. I had a <laughs> I had a blast. <laughs> no, this was this was really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. You did again, Thomas. You did a great job. Uh, Absolutely. Know, yeah. Being game master and and yeah, I, I you made it. Like you mentioned, it, it, like as you it, got into the game, it, everything became more understandable, more clear, and, and easier. But flowed and made, it made it made sense. Like you know, and, and the imagery is neat too. You know, mm-hmm. just to kind of see oh, yeah. it playing out in your head. Yeah, and even yeah. the just the creative process. You know, of like, yeah. how would you yeah. approach the situation? At the very beginning, it was like, right. uh, Thomas, just kind of tell <laughs> us what we need to do. Tell us what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But then, yeah, no, but, and it, that's and. As it goes, as it goes on more, as you guys get more comfortable with it, I think the the, the biggest hazard with these is that people are used to our uh, to role playing games on the computer, and there's only so right. many options yep. that you can do. You know, you can only go so many directions. You can, mm-hmm. Whereas with this game, sky's the limit. You know, whatever you yeah. whatever you want, that's it, it's a completely open book, and you're you're writing the story yourself. And uh, my favorite part about this is that it does feel really cinemat- cinematic because it, it felt mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, like I could see an episode of Rebels playing out uh, <laughs> yes. just, yeah, just like yeah. this, exactly like yep. this. And it's on a cliffhanger <laughs> and we have an episode two coming out sometime for it as well. <laughs> so awesome. Well, I appreciate that, guys. Um, any other final thoughts from you about about it? Good experience. Yeah, we'll do it totally. Yeah, let's do Absolutely, it again. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I'd love to to continue the story. That's that's too big of a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we ended. Yeah, so no no fanfare on this one. We gotta <laughs> gotta make sure that we uh, we finish out and see what happens next time. So that's really good. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so that's gonna be it from us. Uh, this has been uh, Secrets of Star Wars from StarQuest, and we have created now our own set of characters and story. Um, <laughs> I have to say, I'm really proud of you guys uh, for creating an all alien team i would like to see more all alien teams in yes. star wars that's mm-hmm. definitely high on my list uh thank you for listening if you would like to leave a comment or ask any questions uh we're always around uh at sqpn on twitter or you can check us out on facebook if you want to uh, hear the creation process of our characters that is in last episode of uh of uh, Secrets of Star Wars, which is episode 112. So if you wanted to go back and listen to just one, we only ended up creating, uh, working with Father uh, to create his character. And it wasn't the entire process, but it was enough of it to give you a good sense of what's going on. And if you're interested, there is an, uh, a, a moderately open source document that uh, talks about the, the Star Wars side of the Burning Wheel. And if you like the RPG, I definitely recommend The Burning Wheel. Uh, it's a, a fun RPG. I love playing it. It's based in a fantasy setting, but there are some great guys that have gone through and translated it into a sci-fi setting very well. So uh, thanks again, uh, Andrew Hermes, for joining me for The Secrets of Star Wars. Sue Staba out. All right. <laughs> Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you for joining me. This was a blast. Thanks, Thomas. Yeah, no problem. And Mike Creevy, thank you for joining me for The Secrets of Star Wars. Hey, my pleasure. Awesome. This has been Thomas Senhero. Uh, I appreciate you all listening. Mm-hmm.